0: Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker and mentor, passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. Artificial intelligence, as we know, AI is a term, has been a buzzword in the tech industry for a while now. Yet many people still have fears about its potential impact. Some worry that AI will take over jobs or eliminate the need for human workers altogether. Well, in this episode, I'm bringing you Kate Chernis, the founder of Lately AI, as we talk about common misperceptions and dispel fears that people have around technology. Kate and I talk about the belief that AI and humans can coexist And her platform is helping businesses to create and deliver experiences, better customer services in new ways. That's not all. Kate and I talk about lessons learned in raising $3.4 million from investors as she did successfully to build her AI platform. If you're an entrepreneur or a business leader who's looking to expand and transform your company, you're gonna wanna take a lot of notes from this episode. So many gems shared as we embrace the exciting technology while also valuing the importance of human collaboration. We can have it all, we can do it all. Please share this episode with others who can benefit and subscribe to my show to get updates And if you leave me a review, I will read it, I will comment it because feedback is a gift. Thank you. And now let's get on with the show. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the Doing CX Right Show. What up, Stacey? How you doing? (laughs) I am great because I'm here with you. And I really mean that. I have been mesmerized by what you're doing. Even what you're saying out there in the world in your social posts, and I'm gonna quote you in a couple of things today.
1: <laughs> oh wow. Uh <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah,
0: you, you are you are turning things upside right <laughs> and and a disruptor. And so that's why I'm so excited that you're here. But before we get into that, please tell my audience who are you? What do you do for a living? Boy, that's a deep question, really.
1: But um, (laughs) I'm the CEO and co-founder of Lately.ai, and we use artificial intelligence to do three things all at once. We learn your brand voice, and then we are able to pinpoint the words and ideas and even the phrases that will convert your own unique audience on social media. And we do all that through the ingestion of long-form content, which we're able to splice up into Dozens and dozens of kind of promotional components, all driving traffic back to the the original. So it's mm-hmm. you know it's a lot it's a lot to to say, but it is what we do. And we're not generative AI, although people do put us in that bucket, and we can talk more about that later. But mm-hmm. prior to this wild uh, roller coaster, <laughs> I had a career in radio. My last gig was broadcasting to twenty million listeners a day for. Xm satellite radio,
0: wow. well, f- tell me why your passion, what made you even leave radio mm. and go into this startup that you raised from, you know, like a baby and <laughs> and, and, and really grew this baby. To, why? Why the passion? yeah,
1: that's you know, i I love radio so much, and I love the theater of the mind. i I th- that I was lucky enough to be brought up in the kind of radio where we were live still, where you're cracking the mic overnights. You know, you had a place to make a lot of mistakes and and learn. And I was with people who loved playing jokes. Like on the air, we would make up all these characters, and you would think that there was this whole thing going on. And it was just us goofing around, you know, backstage with like foley and and all that kind of stuff. And I I thought a lot about. I was a writer, so I did, I was a fiction writing major. Another, at the time, kind of a useless skill, right? People made fun of you. What are you going to do with that? You're going to be a teacher, right? How do you make money? Who's laughing now? Because the whole world runs on text in one way or the other. But um, <coughs> I I thought about how powerful it was when you're reading a book and, and your mind has to fill in the blanks, right? That That incredibly engaging process that we all do, not even realizing it probably, but Listening has the same way. When you're listening to someone, the theater of the mind kicks in and you have to fill in the blanks. And so so let's hold on to that and I'll I'll tell you more about that later. But the reason I left radio, the honest reason is because I was so, so sexually harassed and was in such a hostile work environment that my body mm-hmm. shut down and I became in- incapacitated in a number of ways. And I was forced to leave and it was awful, Stacy, because I thought I was going to lose my my personality because this is who I had been for so long, and I was terrified that I didn't have an identity. Right? Isn't that mm. weird? Now it seems weird.
0: <laughs> well, no, now no, now people are talking about it. It's been <laughs> happening for so long in every industry. Right. That's right. Yeah, everyone, and we didn't even we didn't even
1: realize it that I didn't realize it because it was such a part of the fabric of everything we did that, you know, I was participating in it and rewarded for it, right? And I was, I don't have a face for radio and so I was on the receiving end of quite a lot of it and um, and there's no, you know, there's really no women in radio. I think there was out of 100 people on, on the floor I was in, there might've been three of us. Mm. So what was kind of crazy as I was diving into a lot of everything I could figure out how to do to help myself. I had this weird, I have epicondylitis and, and tendonitis throughout both arms and hands, which basically means I cannot type at all um, without extreme pain. So I, this microphone that I'm wearing is something that I wear all the time. I talk to my computer all day long. I still talk for a living, Stacey. What's up with that? But this is Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is, by the way, is also artificial intelligence that here I am at XM. I have no money. I have to get my own laptop because the IT team won't install this software in into the in anything in the, in the building, right? So I'm kind of left on my own devices. So I, at least with a laptop, I could be mobile and try to figure this out. And Dragon didn't work like it does today. It barely worked. And there were a few underground instructors and I found one and she lived in DC and she was a huge fan of my channel. And I was able to pay her in CDs because that's what I had, right? I didn't, I gave her like a couple hundred CDs and she helped me learn how to use this. It's like learning a new language and I was able to start to function like you do, you know, but still it took a long, I mean, I've been using Dragon now for, what year are we in? 2023. That was 2006. So however long, long time. And um, I tr- I cheat. Again, this is related to theater of the mind. So I hear how my voice sounds and gets translated into writing all day long. And I can hear when I sound like a bitch, right? Mm. <laughs> I know what's what's coming out on the other side. So. I'm going to I'm I'm going to digress here. Let me tie all these pieces together for you guys. So, after radio, I I was consulting and um someone came along and said, "Hey, you're really good at marketing. Why don't you consult us for a lot more money, get out of the music industry altogether?" And my first client was a little company you know called Walmart. So, for the <laughs> Walmart project, I built this insano spreadsheet system that ended up being the bedrock of what lately software became. And we got 130% ROI year over year for three years. The thing everybody loved the most was this feature where we would automatically turn your blog into 40 social posts, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And at the time, people were asking me like, you know why? Why were you so good at radio? My 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 superpower, my uber power, is turning listeners into fans or customers into evangelists, and that's what I was trying to do for Walmart through writing. And so I started to research, like, what do these things have in common? The theater of the mind being being that thread here, right? So let me put put it this way, Stacey, because you do every, you do this every day. You are great at what you do because you understand that the human has to fill in part of this journey. They're listening to you. They trust you. And you're giving them the space to be in the conversation with you and not feel like you're just talking at them. And an author does the same thing. Now, when your, voice list, or when your brain listens to a new song, it must instantly access every other song you've ever heard in this instant. I'm tying this all together, people, I promise. And it's trying to find the familiar touch points of the new song against all the other songs in in, in the library of the memory of your brain. So it's tugging on nostalgia and memory and emotion and all the things that make trust happen. Hmm. Now, your voice also has a sound to it, as all sound does. It has a frequency to it, like a song. And when you write text, I hear your voice in my head. And it's your job as the writer to trigger nostalgia and memory and emotion right? Now, here's the last part, and I'll I'll stop talking in a minute, I'm sorry, is that when we built Lately, we originally incorporated human training as part of how the algorithm learns because we knew that there is a je ne sais quoi in marketing, as there always will be, something little magic sprinkle that you can't define. Guess what it is? Us, right? It's the same idea with the theater of the mind and this little extra kind of That you have to allow, you can't pinpoint what it is, but you have to allow for it there. And so that's allowed us to really take Lately into a place that all
0: the other generative AI can't go. Going back for a moment around your vision for Lately, you had to convince people to give you funding and help you ignite this. Any tips? for entrepreneurs out there who are want to take advantage of this booming technology and not necessarily the same business but you had to show a vision how this is going to solve customer needs any advice on what yeah. you did or how you did that it's
1: it's not it's not as obvious as it seems so ironically that was like the last thing we were able to communicate <laughs> um, because it's such a backwards road. Like we didn't even know we built AI in the beginning, Stacey. We had no idea. I, we built mm-hmm. this crazy organizational system, which is what I had done for Walmart out of spreadsheets. And each feature was part of organization. And then we tried to sell marketing organization, which tanked because how unsexy can you possibly get, right? but there was that one feature that people really liked. So we started to rejigger the company and then we got a grant from IBM Watson and the people we were working with were like, hey, this is AI that you are building here. We were like, what? And so we started to you know, learn more about that and we got the video components in and then AI started becoming a thing like three years ago. But even until recently, it was and you heard me in the beginning, it's very difficult to explain what we do. And it was also difficult to to underscore the value or to explain the value, like you had said, because so many people were using Lately for many, many different things. Um, They weren't me. Like originally, I was the true north. Let's build Lately for other marketing agency owners. And it turns out that while we do have customers who are marketing agency owners... It's often a harder sell because the threat level of feels much higher to them, the of this idea of being replaced. Whereas honestly the smart ones are just like, well, I'm just gonna use this to either A, make my job way easier, or B, sell a new product back to my customers, right? That's like yeah. you know, great. But the the tip I would say is it's all about being convincing because you you don't have this data. You Maybe you don't have sales. Maybe you don't truly know what's valuable to the customer, but you have customers. You're figuring it out and it's changing in every single day, like to the second, it really is. But you are the asset that they invest in for a long time. Nobody, anybody serious or worth their salt is is not investing in anything else. They believe that you have the capacity to to be nimble enough to figure out how this is going to work right? Mm. To be resourceful enough. For the women in the room, my tip for you is so simple. Don't undercut your authority with weak language like I think. You don't think you know.
0: Oh, that's powerful. Oh, I wish I'd learned It it sooner we could do an episode just on that. This is good. So, wow. What you're talking about is what I call bringing the heart to business. You're talking about emotions. You're talking about all of these human factors. And yet your platform is leveraging a machine. And so that's what also is fascinating because people are afraid of the this AI technology. They don't know what piece of AI it is. You know, I'm learning, but AI is AI. It's a robot, it's a machine. So let me ask you, before I even get to that question, back up for a second, what does customer experience mean to you? Whether it was you at Walmart, whether it was you building this business and sustaining the growth now, what is customer experience? What is that to you? to us we
1: it has there's a bicycle bicycle spoke. It has to start from inside, right? Just like at home with a family, right? So the way we treat each other is the way we treat our customers is the way we treat our would-be customers. It's also the way our AI works, right? So that the human element is everything. It's the fabric of everything we do. And by which I mean the golden rule, empathy, sympathy. My, all of my team members follow each other on social media. I know when someone is having a bad day because I can see it. Right mm-hmm. now, I still have to lead the team and I still have to ha- make sure the rules get enforced. But you know, in the background, I'm texting Chris being like, Hey man, you doing okay today? I saw that. What's up? Right. Or I know today is the day your dad attempted or, or died by suicide. I know that this is your day. Are you having an okay day? We, we, sh- we overshare, I would say, um, as a team in some ways. But one of the things I remembered about working at, at XM, and I worked at IBM for a while as well, is that... And I'm guilty of this myself, but you have to give everybody this avenue to be naked, right? Be vulnerable, be embarrassing, make mistakes, screw up. Because we do. Like, I I do also. And I'm the first one to tell my team, like, believe me, I know most of the time, I, you might think I'm being a jerk, but it's just, I'm just being short. I don't have time to write it out. You know, I don't, I don't even take my own medicine sometimes. And knowing that, like, when when that is happening inside, then the way the customer experience flourishes is because it's from the outside in, right? one of the mm-hmm. things we all do is sign up for not only our own social media channels and each others but like all of your emails any emails we send i have i automatically make sure my team receives them because i want them to be on the receiving end of what a customer is mm. experiencing from us and they'll catch the mistake they'll they'll say to me whoa this one was weird or not you know that's something by the way again from radio like i there's a thing called air checking stacy where i mean I'm old people, so it was a cassette. <laughs> you stuck the cassette in the air check machine and every time you cracked the mic, the cassette would turn on and record just the part of you talking so then you could go and listen to it and see how you did. And I airchecked every single show I ever did, right? Mm. And I would obsess of go home and listen to it on the way home thinking how to do a better job. I asked my team to record themselves when, when they do demos um, for the same reason because... It's embarrassing, you know. Right away, you know when something isn't right because you can you can you're seeing yourself doing it, you're hearing it come back, and you're like, oh, and it it makes you want to be better. So, the short answer is called dog food, right? Have you ever heard that term before? We you dog food your own product, you drink your own champagne. Yes. Yes. We like dog food upon dog food upon dog food upon like like it's endless.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, I also think about dog food with, with raising kids because you can bring them the dog food, but it doesn't mean they're going to eat it. You can't make them eat it. <laughs> That's a different topic, a different day. But yes, yes. But I, what you're saying is part of your culture. And we know that culture and the employee experience, your staff experience gets fuel fuels, the customer experience. So I love how you are so intentional about it.
1: I'm trying, you know, like I said, even I make mistakes, but I don't, I remember going to work and having panic attacks because I hated my job and I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. Like if they do, Mm. then it's time to go and, you know, we just all have to know that. And
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about AI for a moment. There are non-early adopters. People are fearful of the technology. So what is your view to those? In fact, you made a you had a social post about AI hypers are like unsupervised teenagers scarfing a fridge full of ringdings, and that AI can be healthy and delicious if a human leads the way. Gotta <laughs> laugh at that. Who Please, <laughs> what does that mean? And I smile as I say this.
1: <laughs> right. Everyone's, there's like this, you know, buffet of frenzied buffet going on, and all these, we call them GPT rappers, right? And rappers are spelled W R A P P E R S. Um, <laughs> So GPT is amazing, amazing, amazing. We were in the closed beta of GPT-2 like four years ago. But the data there is only, it's a year old, right? It's not up to the minute. There's no way for them to know anything about you personally because there's no, there's no learning loop, right? They don't have access to analytics. Like they can, can write an amazing blog, but they have no idea how your specific readers will receive that blog so they can't, in any way curtail it or they don't know you they can't write w- with your voice so most of the the companies are rappers because they have no control over this engine they can only paint the car a different color and even jasper.ai is the same way like it d- d- doesn't matter how big you are like that's the limit of the technology period mm-hmm. we've been doing this for 9 years so i have 9 years of my own machine learning and Natural Language Processing, IP. Um, I do integrate with ChatGPT. But if you think of lately as like a fully loaded ice cream sundae with you know chocolate, and whipped cream, and a banana and all that, our integration with ChatGPT is just a little sprinkle.
0: Mm. Sprinkles on top. Chocolate sprinkles. Mm. People are afraid that AI is taking over their yeah. job, the world. What's your view on that? What do you say to those people?
1: Well, all technology happens and you can either embrace it or freak out about it. But the wave is already, the train has already left the station, you know, so there's not a lot of choice here. When it comes to AI, though, it's the definition that people have is fake. It's not real. So the main problem is they think AI is something that it is not. They think it's Hollywood. And that's magic. And magic doesn't exist. Sorry. Hate to tell you. I would like it to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very much you know i really want to disapparate, like all the time wouldn't that be great um, the tooth
0: fairy too doesn't uh, come really come around but but yeah. whatever
1: <laughs> i know i mean boy would i like to wake up with some money under my pillow wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that's number 1 and so then you then you have to level set well what is the def- definition of artificial intelligence so whether it's in generative ai which is my world versus you know self-driving cars, the the way to, to level set is to think of AI as a, a three-month-old human. Now, remember, mm. humans, were the mammals that when we're born, we're totally helpless. We can't defend ourselves. We can't feed ourselves. We can't even sit up or hold our heads up, actually. So if you're a three-month-old human, you require help to grow and learn. So that's also very important because it's not push a button, dummy, and like, you know, the world changes. You still, there is work involved. With the current usage of ChatGPT. we're in a Cliff note scenario very much. I, I, I'm going to steal this from someone who, who I can't remember who it was and I should give them credit because I didn't say this, but that's artificial intelligence. What's missing is emotional intelligence. Yeah. Right? This is that human yeah. element we're talking about. This is the you, Stacey, that can only be you. Yes. Do you see yeah. that changing? The future of AI and humans is what everybody's wondering about right now. And I've been living it for nine years. It's it's the collaboration, right? That's the big component. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel it's cliche now. Don't replace, enhance. But that is the jam. I think also on the level set side... I don't know if anyone has seen, we watch Silicon Valley like repeatedly, but there's a, a not hot dog scene, which is someone and it creates an app and the app is designed to recognize food. You know, so you open the app, you take a picture and it can tell you what the food is, except that they've only trained it to recognize hot dogs. And so they turn it on a hot dog and the phone says hot dog and then they turn it on a pizza piece of pizza and the phone says not hot dog. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Because there's so many pieces of data that have to go in. You know, AI still runs on the if this, then that scenario, which is why there's no, it's not satient. Satan, I guess a hard word to say, satient being, right? There's no, it's not learning on its own. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Mm -hmm. This is not happening. It still requires human input to get it to the next. To make any equations, to to make any yeah. deductions or um, yeah.
0: conclusions. So, so what are down. actual? <laughs> yeah, what are actual applications? I want to bring up one example that you commented on LinkedIn. It was an article by CMS Wire about it's time to tackle customer support tasks with AI writing software. What is your view on AI in customer service, in the contact centers, in business? Tell me. I mean, the same
1: as just general
0: technology. The goal is to
1: make it so you don't have to do the annoying things you're doing and use technology to do that like a calculator. But like a calculator, you have to you you do want to learn math the long way. You want to be able to do it yourself before you rely on something else to do it for you, right? Yeah. Um, so, with customer service, you know, are you able to key into the real problem? This is something we see as humans all the time. Like, what is the person really asking? People come at you often with like they're not very nice, you know. <laughs> Right away, and Kristen, my my Kristen, poor Kristen, she's like amazing. She has to somehow slice through that and and be empathetic and, and all these things. Now, there's AI can certainly service up, like our AI could analyze a series of customer service um, events and then show you re- patterns of the words that the uh, the employee used to solve the problem or to address the issue and what worked and what didn't for example. Mm,
0: mm -hmm. So like,
1: I'll tell you one of them by the way, which is gosh, gosh is the best word ever. Oh
0: gosh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well also, I mean, that one's funny, but what's not funny is the word legal or Mm. lawsuit or, you know, there are words that we have to act on immediately as business managers and Mm. leaders. Right, so that's powerful.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this is where the human is so important to come in, right? To be able to deduce, deduce the context of those words. You know, that's. Yeah. I, I don't see that leaving. I mean, and that's something people are complaining about. Is well, I still have to contextualize the content. Yes, you. Yes, you do. It's just an idiot. It doesn't know you. You know, it can't possibly. Um, it's this is the magic of magical thinking. You know, here that. Yeah, um, But yeah, it'll be so exciting and interesting to see how people are continuing to use. Like our, our customers discover new ways to use Lately all the time. So for example, um, we were working with a company that has the video rights to essentially every comedian you've ever heard of. And they took a Drew Carey special and they ran it through Lately and Lately clipped up all the best jokes. <laughs> right.
0: And we're like, huh, oh, hadn't yeah. thought of that. Yeah, but what you're doing is you're saving people time and productivity, yet also, and I can vouch for the content that it creates, you still need the human brain to personalize it. So it's a collaboration, AI and human. For sure. And those insights are so interesting
1: to me, like the words and the word clouds. You know, when I was working with Walmart, what I saw was there were all these people who were so interested in marketing, who a lot of them were not marketers themselves, but needed access to the data and they needed to understand the data. And the huge weight of interpreting the data was the thing that nobody could do or really wanted to do. That was my job. And it seemed so obvious to me. And so, if you can just literally give people the DNA, the words, these are the words that are resonating with the audience you are addressing. Yeah. <sighs> that seems, you know, ha- helpful as opposed to this nonsense. Like, you know, marketers love to throw around acronyms and KPIs and all these numbers. <laughs>
0: and- yes, indeed. Well. You're answering uh, an important question as I'm coming to the end here. Rapid fire questions. So what is the best advice you've ever received or you've given to others? What stands out? Uh, uh, The best advice is to
1: leave silence in the conversation. Because when you do, people lean forward. It's very sneaky, powerful tool. Try it. Love that.
0: If I had a ton of leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs in my room, what's the one takeaway from our entire conversation that you want them to remember? <laughs> Give me your money.
1: <laughs> besides use lately, besides that, um. I don't know if we had gone over this, but I, here's the takeaway that I learned, which is those those people are all a bunch and I'm included in them. We're all um, stage hogs. We're all a-, a personalities. However, if you walk in the room with the intent to be on stage, it's not nearly as powerful as when you walk in the room and you intend to light other people's up and put them on stage. And that's how you make a fan versus a customer. Right? That's the evangelism technique is you you give other people the light.
0: Mm, Simon Sinek is well known for that. Mm-hmm. And finally, if you could go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self based on what you know now that you didn't know then, what would you tell younger Kate?
1: Uh, don't smoke so much. <laughs>
0: I bet a lot of people will relate to that and it wasn't even legal then.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I wish I had I used to I mean I was really good at smoking cigarettes and and um I miss it but I I mm. wish I'd stopped sooner, you know.
0: Mm. Well, uh, all smoking forms I'll say then uh Yeah. Yeah, it's changed. It's definitely changed. It certainly has changed. Gummies. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anything else you would tell the young professional you? Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. We are our own toughest critic.
1: For sure. Yeah, I'm really working on it. I've got a sticky note for my therapist that says exactly that, but also to find more find more joy and give myself less of a hard time. You know, because mm. it's hard, Stacey. I mean, like... This roller coaster, I get punched in the face every day. Sometimes I punch my own self in the face. Right? It's just you want to win so bad, and and um, I don't want to fail. I don't want to
0: fail. Oh, that's another episode. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your vulnerable self as someone who has created, manifested tremendous success mm-hmm. from doing it, not just talking about it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple, it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.